This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making us a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I hope you enjoyed the FA Cup final. I know I certainly did with the results. Uh, we talked a little bit yesterday about how that means, of course, Arsenal will be travelling to Wembley this summer for the Community Shield before the Premier League kicks off. Uh, it was mixed responses to that i think it's a good thing you know it's never not a good thing to be involved in a game where you can potentially win a in inverted quotation marks a trophy um but yeah i'm looking forward to it now and uh yeah as i say i hope you've had a good weekend you feel well rested and ready to tackle a brand new week uh, good morning to those joining us live in the chat box hope you're doing good and well amira stevie a1 good morning to you to blackshine anthony martin paul uh, we've got franklin stephen we've got uh olu louis vive uh, we've got uh, Carl, Nate, Nicholas, Sweating, Merlo, Stuart, Marcus, too. Hope you're doing well. See you, Bonga. We've got uh, James, Morgie, uh, and I see a new member in the chat box, MRM, as well. Thank you so much, kindly, uh, for rejoining us uh, as a member as well. It is very much appreciated, too. Right then, let's jump into today's stories, and then we'll go to part two and get into the chat box and your questions. Right then. We kick off with the news that Reese Nelson uh, has won game changer of the season for his goal against Bournemouth. We all know uh, the emotions of that day. Uh, I had the honour of actually being in the stadium and experiencing that uh, in a press box, which is usually, you know, relatively calm. You know, you sit on your hands somewhat uh, whilst typing away, which is difficult when you're sitting on your hands. Um, but in that moment, everybody kind of lost their minds. And so I can understand why Reese Nelson's goal won it if it was me. I'd have to choose Roberto Firmino's goal at Anfield to make things 2-2 uh, against Arsenal. I think that was the biggest game changer in terms of goals of the season. Um, but I understand why Reese Nelson's goal won it in the end. Um, Edmund Tapsoba is said to be appreciated by Arsenal. Speaking to Give Me Sport, uh, Fabrizio Romano said, for Tapsoba, it's about scouting. It's a player they know very well, and they had him on their list already one and two years ago. So he's always been a player monitored by Arsenal. They sent scouts out multiple times to follow the player in the Europa League. So he's a player they appreciate. So clearly a player that Arsenal are still interested in. Arsenal, as we know, have an interest in bringing in a defender during this summer transfer window. That could be a fullback. It could be uh, an, a kind of a straight centre-back, if you like, rather than the inverted or the the, the multiple positions that you see from someone like Simican. Um, and Tapsoba, who has played mainly on the left-hand side, sort of a back two for Bayer Leverkusen, is right-footed. We've not really seen him play too much uh, on that right-hand side, but he is right-footed, and so that perhaps two-footedness is something that Arteta and Arsenal would be very much appreciative of. Now, speaking of Bayer Leverkusen and sticking with them, it's like this situation with uh, Xhaka is extending onwards. It's continuing to rumble forwards. And 
the reason behind that, according to multiple uh, reports, is that basically Arsenal want to wait. Arsenal want to hold. They want to kind of wait until they've got that replacement sorted before they uh, sanction a potential move for uh, Granite Xhaka to go somewhere else. Um, and that makes sense. It's smart. You know, that's what you obviously want to do. You want to leave yourself short and then end up not getting the targets that you want or getting somebody that's not as good as the first option that you want. Um, and so it makes complete sense, of course, that, uh, that Arsenal would indeed wait for confirmation about potential future moves before issuing and allowing that deal between them and Bayer Leverkusen to take place. There's said to be interest in Bayern Munich. We've heard that over the last few days as well. However, I can't, I haven't been able to confirm that to be the case, nor does it seem like they will be hijacking any deal at this moment in time. But don't rule anything out either. Uh, now, Gundogan, uh, the uh, German international Manchester City player, of course, was linked with Arsenal. Arsenal said to have, uh, were keen on trying to approach the player on potentially signing one of three this summer. However, it seems, according to various outlets now, that Gundogan is edging closer to renewing his contract with Manchester City, which makes sense. He's been so important to Manchester City um, going forwards and, and what they've done at the end of this season, scoring two goals in the FA Cup final, scoring that big goal at Everton with some real class. Uh, and of course, he'll be expected to start and, you know, you wouldn't bet against him scoring either in the Champions League final next week, which we appreciate um, as a player. We clearly appreciate him so much that they were willing to try and put a, a deal forward for him. But it seems to be the good one will indeed stay with Man City for the forthcoming season. Now, there's been a bit of chaos recently at Chelsea. You probably saw the reports last night with Manuel Agate, the sporting Lisbon midfielder. Uh, it seemed as though Chelsea would be moving for him, and they certainly seem, seemingly tried. There were even reports suggesting that they were willing to buy a stake in the Portuguese side just to secure that deal. However, uh, various outlets have now reported that PSG have stumped up significant funds uh, in the wage department to try and steal Legate away from Chelsea. And it seems that they've been successful, Chelsea getting something of, uh, of their own medicine. And there's some irony, of course, in this because we always talk about Chelsea paying silly money. It's often the terminology some people use to try and snatch players away. Well, it seems they're getting a little bit of their own medicine um, from PSG and they are snatching their number one midfielder uh, away from them by signing Agate, or that looks to be the case right now. But it does mean this is going to have a knock-on effect potentially for Arsenal. Chelsea will then turn their attentions to both Caicedo and Romeo Lavia. Now, this doesn't obviously mean that Chelsea will be successful in this. It doesn't mean that anything is, is secured or done in this case. But we always knew that Chelsea were kind of lingering around the, the Caicedo thing. It was always said that Arsenal, Caicedo, um, and Liverpool with a th uh, sorry Arsenal Chelsea and Liverpool with the three sides looking uh, at Caicedo and the Arsenal were always going to have to battle with those teams if they were going to try and get hold of Caicedo. Uh, Arsenal still want to sign the player. Uh, Arsenal that no decision has yet been made by Caicedo, so I wouldn't be listening to anyone saying to you that a deal has been done with any of those teams as of yet because Caicedo's future has not been decided. We talked yesterday about how Ecuadorian outlets. Uh, we're suggesting that a decision will be made on his future in the next hours. Uh, and obviously that will come out next week. We'll rather this week now that we're in this week. So let's wait and see um, what happens with Caicedo. But yeah, Chelsea are certainly going to be in the frame and Arsenal will indeed have to battle away with some other teams. Now, this is always what I think, and this kind of leads into the next story regarding Declan Rice, where we've heard that Bayern Munich have no agreement at this moment in time with Rice or West Ham United, and that every club that is interested in Declan Rice is waiting for the UEFA Europa Conference League final to take place this week on Wednesday until bids come forward. Manchester United and Man City also said to be keeping their eyes on this deal and this situation, and that Arsenal are going to have to battle for Caicedo. They're going to have to battle... Uh, for uh, for Declan Rice as well. And we know this. And that's why I find it a little bit strange that people are getting so agitated about these two deals. Um, for me, Arsenal have to get one of them. You know, they're the priority options for Arsenal. The two players that Arsenal have looked at as the midfielders that they would like. I would love to see it happen, both of them to come in. I don't feel like that's realistic. Arsenal would love to sign both of them. Arsenal have to get at least one of them, in my view. Um because you can't just keep missing out on those primary deals. What I would say, though, is that 
<laughs> there's a lot of pessimism around things at the moment, which is, you know, people are entitled to look at things the way that they want. I'm not that pessimistic about either of those deals. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm excited for this transfer window. I'm excited to see what Arsenal can do. I'm not jumping into people's YouTube channel chat boxes and saying Arsenal aren't going to sign XYZ. It's just not me. Um, but uh, I am excited for this transfer window. I'm excited to see what we can do. And with players like Rice and Caicedo, there is always going to be competition um for Arsenal to try and get those deals done so let's wait and see what happens of course we'll continue to keep you updated on these moves and on everything that goes down but we're two days away now from that UEFA conference league final and after that conference league final we're sure to see um the rice deal in particular start speeding up in pace that said there's no restrictions around stopping clubs for moving for Moises Caicedo and yet what we're seeing at this moment in time is nothing happening regarding bids, you know, that sort of thing. So we're still waiting for significant movement on that side of things, even though there's been no matches in place to restrict clubs for moving for them. So let's wait and see. And uh, yeah, we'll move forward uh, and find out what goes on uh, with these deals as soon as we can. Uh, moving to part two and your questions right after this. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, let's go into the chat and tackle some of the questions that you guys are throwing into the uh, oh, the chat box. Uh, so let's do it. Um, Lloyd says, morning, Tom. Uh, do you think that we can get Rice in? I feel Arsenal need to get in at least four players, potentially Hoyland as well as a striker, a defender, uh, and somewhere for cover as well. Uh, I think that Arsenal need to sign five or six personally uh Lloyd that's what I'm targeting this summer I want to see five or six players come through the doors uh into the club to give us as much reinforcement as feasibly possible into those different positions do I think we can get rice yes I do think we can get rice um Arsenal are in the frame Arsenal are very keen they've put in a lot of work behind the scenes in the weeks leading up to the window starting but no movement was ever going to be seen until the UEFA Conference League final had completed we knew that um so let's just wait and see. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to it. What we also have to understand, and I think this what quite nicely actually leans into Bradley's uh, question here, why have Arsenal not bid for Caicedo? Chelsea are bidding for players and don't even need them. Looks like Chelsea are going for Caicedo. Uh, Snail FC again. Um, is that whatever I say on here and whatever we report and the reports that are out there is a fraction. It's the tip of the iceberg of the reality of the situation. You think about the Fabio Vieira deal, um, you think about the Jorginho deal that came out of nowhere. You think about the Jakob Kivior deal that came out of nowhere. Callum Chambers, um, Matt Ryan was announced without any whispers of it ever happening. Things are going on behind the scenes that we don't know. So whilst we can laugh and joke and call Arsenal stale FC, which we know is not the case anyway, because last summer they managed to get some really good deals done relatively early on in the window, like Jesus and Zinchenko. Um, we don't know the reality of everything that's going on regarding Arsenal's transfer moves, and we won't ever know. So if you take everything that you hear on the surface as gospel, I think you're going to end up disappointed. But if you're a bit savvier than that and recognise that a lot is going on that we don't know, then obviously uh, you're going to find yourselves being a lot more, I think, optimistic about this window. And you have to remember the fact that we're in the 5th of June. I feel like I say these words every single transfer window that I do this show is that we're in June. Like I say those words all the time, and yet 
still the window is not even open at this point and Arsenal are getting criticised. I feel like some people just love to criticise and that's never going to change. Some people love it. I don't really get it. But uh, I, for one, am very, very optimistic about this transfer window and looking forward to seeing what happens during it as well. If there's criticism to be had, I'll certainly be one of the first on the list to do it at a reasonable time. Uh, Josh says, Tom, Edu needs to adapt to this extra competitive market given the limited amount of players are getting targeted by several clubs, surely. Um, what's the evidence to suggest that's not happening? Um, we don't know any evidence to suggest that he's not adapting to this competitive market um, and that Arsenal are doing all they can. All we've heard leading up to this transfer window is that Arsenal are leading the race for Rice, that they've been doing things behind the scenes for Rice. Is that not adapting to the situation? Is, not, is that not putting in the work before the window starts? They would plan things well ahead of time. Um as I said, I'll be the first one to criticise when I have something to criticise. But right now, there's nothing to criticise. So I don't know why we're falling into a trap of looking potentially quite silly very soon. Uh, Michael says, hypothetically, if Arsenal don't sign Rice and Caicedo and set up for someone around the 30 to 40 million mark, will your opinion on the board and owners change at all? Well, it depends who that person is, Michael. I'd be disappointed for sure. you know. And it also depends on the circumstances surrounding those two deals. Why didn't Arsenal get Rice? Why didn't Arsenal get Caicedo? Was it because Chelsea put an eight-year contract forward on a stupid amount of money that Arsenal weren't rightfully willing to match? Was it because Manchester City came in for Rice and you're asking Arsenal to outcompete Man City for a player? Potentially that is a stumbling block. You have to consider what the context of missing out on those players are. If if people watch the channel and don't think that I don't criticise Arteta, Edu, the board, you're wrong or you're just being ignorant because that's not the case. Because I certainly do. It's about the context and about also being objective and grounded about when you criticise. And I've been burned in the past and being too hasty with criticism. I look so silly for wanting Arteta gone after the Europa League final against Villarreal or the semi-final rather against Villarreal. I look so silly. And I'm willing to hold my hands up and say I look silly, uh, silly as someone who wanted Arteta gone at that point. And people that, you know, can't admit that they look silly now, that's, yeah, that's your prerogative. But at the end of the day, I am very fine with being wrong about things. And right now, I have no view of critical nature on anything Arsenal are doing in this window because the window has only just started, not even started yet. We're before the window starting and we'll have to wait and see before we jump on the criticism train like so many do so quickly, too quickly. In fact, uh, Gunnar Jake says, Tom, do you think Zubamendi is at the quality of Rice and Caicedo? Impossible to know for sure, Jake, because we've not seen Zubamendi play in the Premier League, whereas we have seen Rice and Caicedo both succeed very well in the Premier League. What we have seen from Zubamendi is him play at an international level. We've seen him play in La Liga uh, to a really good standard, helping Real Sociedad to that Champions League qualification, a player that Barcelona see as potentially their, their future from Sergio Busquets. So, he clearly is a quality player. I've seen uh, enough of him to know he's a quality player. And if Arsenal were to sign him instead of a Rice or a Caicedo because maybe Man City get Rice or maybe Chelsea put in a stupid amount of money for Caicedo, then we'll have to assess that. You know, I think we've done things in the market where people have initially gone, why on earth did we did that? Remember how silly people look now for criticising the Ben White deal? Remember how many people were really gutted that we didn't get Lissandra Martinez and look what Zinchenko has done. He's a top, top uh, fullback that's really transformed the way that we play and turned us along with a lot of other players into a side that have challenged for a title beyond all expectation this season. So if we do end up signing other players, we can talk about them individually, but then we've got to sit back and see what they do. You can't just write off players before they've even begun. I mean, there's a lot of people that look quite silly about the Jorginho stuff in January. I sat here, I know Harry sat here, I know Sophie did as well. You know, we've sat here and said, let's just see what Jorginho does. You know, let's just not undermine that and at the end of the day Jorginho Trossard both of them contributed massively to keeping Arsenal's title challenge alive for as long as feasibly possible so it's always it's always my recommendation that people don't jump to scathing viewpoints or one end of the spectrum too early because you're probably going to end up looking a little bit silly um Jonas says hey Tom would you gamble on Benzema if he was interested I don't think there's a chance to be honest Jonas to be able to get Benzema and you've got offer money that's close to what Saudi Arabia are offering him and that's just not going to happen so 
no. Uh, Valeria says, uh, Valeria, sorry, says, hey, Tom and the community. I'm excited to see what Mikel is capable of with even more quality players. We got a glimpse of that last season. He didn't trust his squad and I wouldn't either. Uh, we know that that's the case. And we know that Mikel Arteta felt as though the first 11 plus maybe Trossard and Jorginho and that's kind of it really, wasn't it? You know, maybe a little bit Reese Nelson. He felt like he could trust those players to make an impact. And if we'd have had everybody available, I've been interested to see where we would have gone this season. But he needs to bring in players that can that he trusts. He needs to get more from Smith Rowe. He needs to get more um, from, from Fabio Vieira as well and be able to trust those players. And, and hopefully we'll be successful in doing that as well. Um, let's go to Josh, who says, Tom, it's early in the transfer window, but given the high level of competition for Rice and Kaiseido, trying to close the deals early is even more critical. Sure, Edu criticism will be inevitable. Again, Josh, I have to ask the question. We don't know that that's not going on. <laughs> um, there's, there's, no, there's no argument in the world right now that has substance to suggest that Arsenal aren't trying to do their business early because it is early. You know, Arsenal are doing things behind the scenes that we are not aware of. And I think people are very, very being very risky right now with looking rather silly. And I just hope these people come around and hold their hands up if Arsenal end up pulling off those deals. Um, they don't tend to, but we'll wait and see. Um, Yomi says, Tom, I don't care if we don't sign Riceado, uh, which I think is a great way now. Of, I'm definitely adopting that terminology. As long as we sign a midfielder that takes us to the level that we want to be. I don't get why fans are only sucking up to certain players. Because they're the players that we're linked with. They're the players that we see as Arsenal's priorities. And as soon as we know what Arsenal's priorities are, that becomes the measuring stick for the club. That becomes the, the stick to beat the club with if you don't get those players. Because even if you were to get somebody who was alternatively just as good as Rice or Caicedo, which is potential for that out there. Zubamendi, for instance, a player could be as good as those guys. We've not seen enough of him in the Premier League side of things, but could be as good as those guys. We don't know. But what's obvious is, is that what we do know is we know a lot more about Rice and Caicedo. So if Arsenal don't sign them, real easy stick to, to smash over the head of the club as so many people like to do. Uh, Nexus says, Tom, if we miss out on both Rice and Caicedo, who do you feel uh, that are the alternative targets that will be uh, to lead the team and uh, regress? Regress? Um, obviously, avoiding being uh, a regression. If any, at the, the end of the day, Rice and Caicedo are steps up for me, you know, in terms of what is available to us right now. Uh, you look at Partey, you look at Xhaka, you add Rice, you add Caicedo. That's a step forward for rotation. That's a step forward for options. If Arsenal can add to Partey, if Arsenal can replace Xhaka with certain players, be that Azubamendi, you know, be that someone of that ilk that can come in and add quality to the team. A lot of people would be critical of that because they don't know who Zubamendi is. You know, that's the fact, matter of fact. A lot of people didn't know who Caicedo was 18 months ago, you know. So you've got to be a little bit sensible with how you talk about players when you have to admit to yourself that you don't really know who they are. Uh, you may have played with them on a video game, but that means nothing, absolutely nothing whatsoever. So I think it's going to be all about seeing who Arsenal go for. It's not down to me. It's not down to me to name a player that I think we should be going for. It's down to me to assess and be critical of what we end up doing. And that's what we will do for sure. Uh, Young says, uh, Tom, we need to be brutal in the transfer window because next season um, we potentially will, you know, regret it, I think is probably the question. Yeah, we absolutely, I want to be ruthless. I want Arsenal to be ruthless. And I'm hopeful that Arsenal will be ruthless in this window. Um, Trevor says, why do fans only see it one way? The player has a say as well. If someone offered you a job uh, for more money doing the same job, you would take it. Um, I think you, I don't think that's always true. Um, I think that's for some people that might be true. And I think for some footballers that is true. I don't think that's true for everyone. Um, I think that a lot of players will, and a lot of people do things because they would prefer to be somewhere, you know, I, you know, just going from personal experience, I quit a much better played job to do something that I loved doing uh, and eventually had to build my way back up again. Um, so it's not always true that that will happen, but I think it's also true to admit that there are people, players out there that will be inclined in that fashion as well. Um, so you can't ironically look at it in that one way either. Uh, Dragan says, uh, Tom, if we sign both Rice and Kaiseido, do you see them fitting together in our current midfield setup or a tactical tweak is needed? No matter who you sign, Dragan, there's going to be a tactical tweak. I was talking with someone this to about uh, I was talking to someone about this the other day. The problem and the mistake that people are making is they're looking at the players that we're linked to and they're going, 
well, hold on, he doesn't really fit into Xhaka's role. Or he doesn't really fit into Partey's role. Or he doesn't fit into Zinchenko's role or White's role. And I'm like, you need to stop thinking like that. You can't just go and you can't just admit that a player that we sign has to play like we've been playing. No, that's not how this works. If you sign Caicedo and you play in with Partey, does that mean Caicedo's got to do the Xhaka role? No, it doesn't. They've got to do what Caicedo does. You've got to do what Rice does. You've got to do what Simican or Bowie or whoever. You've got to do what you're capable of. And it's down to the coach to maximise the potential from those players. And that's why Kieran Tini is probably going to leave this summer. Tini wasn't signed by Arteta. Tini doesn't fit what Arteta wants from that left-back role. He wants a player like Zinchenko. He wants a player who can be inverted, that can move into the midfield. And let's be honest... Switching to that, switching to that style has contributed massively to Arsenal's greater competitiveness. I can't get my head around anyone that would want us to remove the idea of playing with that inverted player because what we need to do is we need to support that system great, greater even more because if you can't see that that switch of system this season contributed to a humongous improvement in offensive output at the start of the campaign specifically, it was only until we lost key players like Saliba, for instance, that we then obviously crumbled somewhat because the backup players weren't good enough to support that system, be that holding, be that potentially give you at points as well. That's what you need to think about. So it's not about move, moving away from the inverted style. The inverted style of fullback is what has turned Arsenal into a side that have been able to dominate teams, create humongous amounts of chances and progress as a side that were once competing for top four, now competing for a title. We need to bring in players that can support that style because the evidence suggests that that style is what has pushed us forwards. And we need to make sure that if a player like Saliba is out, that we have the capabilities of bringing someone in that can then, you know, support that model because the model is what's got us to where we are. Um, let's go into the chat and find Peeny Ween. Uh, happy birthday to Granddaddy Goon. Is it Paul's birthday today? Happy birthday, Paul. I hope everyone's wishing you a very, very good day indeed. And if Peeny Ween's mugging me off, I'll time him out again. <laughs> um, let's go to... Boom, 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 boom. Uh, hello, Darius. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Uh, RRM says, Lloyd, it's not about questioning Edu's intent. Uh, I need to find the previous comments. Uh, this is Here we go. Hyperbolic fans, Tom. Any Arsenal true fan knows that Edu is working hard to get in quality players in to improve our progress next season. Uh, you're right that we need around five players to fight. Um I don't like the terminology of true fan um, because I know a lot of fans um, that are very much true Arsenal fans that are critical of Edu and critical of some of the things that are going on. It's nothing to do with whether you're a true fan or not. I agree in the sense there are certainly some over-exaggerative viewpoints on Edu for sure. And I think that some of them still come from fans I would consider true Arsenal fans. Um I think that people often misconstrue what a true Arsenal fan is and also a fan that never criticises the club. You can be a true fan and criticise. You know, if, if you're not critical, I think that gets into a very dangerous area of only protecting. And you don't want to be in a situation where you only protect the club because I think that then undermines your own point of view. And if Arsenal don't get in the players that we need this summer, you're going to see me being critical of Edu and the club for not getting those deals in. You know, I've chatted with Edu, I've spoken to Edu after games, just because I've done that, it will not deter me from being critical because at the same point, I would expect people that I know to be critical of me if I was to make mistakes, you know, if I wasn't to deliver, you know, you but you make friends with people at work, but if you don't deliver in your job, you know, you're still going to expect your colleagues who you would consider friends at times maybe all the time, to be critical of you, you know. So it's it's important to remember that. And that's why I think that some people, especially some of my biggest critics on the channel who think, you know, just because I work in the media or I've done stuff um, and, I, you know, because, because I go to the club and especially because I went to the Emirates the other day and that was all put on by Arsenal for the media, that that's in some way going to affect how I look at the club, how I view the club, how I talk about the club. It's not, trust me, you know. I'm not going to stop asking difficult questions. I'm not going to stop being critical because that's what makes us, you know, good analysts, good talkers about football. You can't allow things like that to ever affect it. So, yeah, for the records, it's a good opportunity to put out there, 
for anyone that saw the fact that we went to the Emirates the other day and did or some really great things and Arsenal were very, very kind to put those on offer, it shouldn't ever deter you from thinking that we're not going to speak objectively about anything that goes on at the club because you should know from the channel and watching the channel that we certainly are critical when we need to be. Um, Benji says, Tom, what would actually make you consider the fact that Arsenal are acting slowly? I know that we are talking with Rice, uh, but I find it hard to believe that we can't also be talking to other targets as well. Good. It's, it's good that you don't uh, that you find it hard to believe that we're not because we are and we will be doing other things. If we were to be slow, we'd be sitting here, you know, with the season nearly starting, having not signed some of our primary positions that we need to strengthen. That's slow. You know, that's being slow. If you miss out on Rice and you miss out on Caicedo and you have to pivot and you have to move to somebody else, you know, that's just part and parcel of a transfer window. That's what happens. You know, there's only one player and if four or five clubs want that player and only one of them gets them. Does that mean four of those five clubs are acting slow? No, it doesn't. It just means that they've had to change their uh, targets. And, you know, if, when you get into the, the echelons of City and, you know, uh, talking about Arsenal competing for titles, at the end of the day, you're going to start getting and wanting players that a lot of clubs want. And you're not going to get all of them. That's the reality of the situation. You are not going to get out all of the players that you want to get. You just can't do that. You know, you think about Chelsea right now. You talk about Chelsea blowing teams out of the water for players and beating us for Mudrick, etc. PSG have come along and just said, no, nah, we're having a Garte, guys. He's our player. We're going to have him. And, it, you know, even Chelsea can get done in that sense as well. So it seems, um, unless something changes in that deal in the next coming days or so, you can only get, only one club can get one player. They can't be shared. And that's a that's a reality that you have to you realise and, and also deal with. Um, so Benji says, really random question. I've just asked ben, uh, Benji's question twice, doubling down. But does anyone else get the feeling that Spuds might actually bounce back with their new manager? Um, I, don't, I can't say I know much about the guy, to be honest. Um, I know he's obviously done quite well at Celtic, but so did Brendan Rodgers. So did Stephen Gerrard at Rangers. You know, so there's no... There's no uh, <laughs> There's no guarantees. However, what I would say is that, and I agree with RM here, it's Tottenham. So there's always there's always scope um, to see them fail, and I will always enjoy it. Charlie says, we keep hearing that money talks. Yes, I get it. Um, but, Vla but in the same time, Vlaovic turns down Arsenal, even when Arsenal gave him a better offer. So why can't other players do the same thing? They absolutely can. You know, they can. Players sometimes have a preference. Italian, you know, players playing in Italy, and I know Vlaovic isn't Italian, but playing in Italy, a lot of Italian players don't like to leave Italy. That's why Locatelli, you know, went to Juventus, even when Arsenal put a significant offer. In fact, they offered more money than Juventus did when they tried to sign Locatelli. And uh, he ended up going elsewhere because he wanted to stay in Italy. German players, you know, there's a reputation of German players liking to remain in Germany, less so than, than the Italian. But that's not the same for Spain and, and for France. You know, players from Spain and France have, have often moved elsewhere, especially in more recent years with Spanish football. You've seen a lot of players move elsewhere. Um, you look at Fabian Ruiz, who went to Napoli and then PSG. You look at Danny Olmo, who went to Croatia and then, of course, back to into Germany of RB Leipzig. You look at David Silva. You know, you look at Rodri going to Manchester City. Man City have had some great Spanish players. So have we. Um but when it comes down to other nations, it's not the same. And that comes into things when discussing and competing with other clubs on the continent for certain profiles. Uh, Neil says, I'm not accepting missing out unless it's Bayern Munich or Real Madrid. This is why we moved to the Emirates from Highbury. Neil, I understand where you're coming from, my friend. Um, but if it is the likes of Man City, if it is Bayern Munich, if it is Real Madrid, then sure, we can have a greater understanding. Uh, but you've also got to accept that if a club like Chelsea come along and pay a ridiculous amount of money to a player, then you kind of do have to accept that. <laughs> and you do have to accept that you can't be held to ransom over a player and break your wage structure to go for something on an eight-year contract, something like that, which is silly. And to be honest, I thought that regulations were being put in place to stop that after January, but... Apparently not, because we've still heard these rumours about eight-year contracts being offered. So the whole, we moved from Highbury, the people that are at the club, you know, that moved from Highbury to the Emirates aren't here anymore. Those people that moved us from Highbury to the Emirates aren't at the club anymore. Um, the people that are making the decisions didn't make that decision. So it's kind of not necessarily relevant in that criticism. Uh, Raul says, hey, Tom, uh, say you're the defensive midfielder at West Ham. Who would you sign for? Should Rice leave West Ham this summer? It, 
I don't I don't know because I'm not him. You know, I'm not Rice. He's got links with Chelsea. I'm very well aware of the fact that he has got a really he, he really still appreciates Chelsea, does Declan Rice. He's got an affinity for that club. Um, he's not hurt by the fact that he left and went to West Ham. He's got a great affinity for Chelsea. Um, I don't know what his view is on Manchester United or Man City or necessarily us. We know that he's he's keen on an Arsenal move. We've heard from various outlets and and sources and reporters that that he likes Arsenal, that he's you know he appreciates Arsenal, and that Arsenal is said to be the preference. But let's wait and see what happens. Um, but. It's impossible to answer the question because I'm not him and I can only go off what I've heard and what I've seen reported as well. Uh, let's go to um, bum, 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 bum. Uh, Matt G says, we need to remember that football as a people. Um, people have motivations for accepting or declining jobs, not wanting to relocate family, money, prospects, etc. Not everyone is motivated by the same thing. Uh, John says, uh, remember when Arteta first came, we were linked with John Stones. A lot of Arsenal fans were against this signing. Do you feel Arteta has a better view on players than most other managers? Uh, it's impossible to know about most other managers because most would imply every manager on the planet. And so you'd have to say, well, yes, because we've made some really good signings under Arteta. Uh, do I think that Arteta has got a better view on players than the majority, if not all of Arsenal's supporters that have never been involved in the game? Yeah, <laughs> probably, because the evidence is certainly leaning in that direction, hence why he's got that job. But, you know, we can still disagree on potential targets and end up looking like you're the correct person in that scenario. You think about Cedric, think about giving David Luiz a new contract. You know, things haven't been perfect at Arsenal. Think about Willian. You know, it doesn't always necessarily work out. But I tell you what, I'd certainly trust Arteta more than some YouTuber to, you know, make a decision on who Arsenal should be signing. And they'll know a lot more about the logistics and the finances, the economics, etc., regarding what can actually happen and what isn't possible. Um, Bibex says, would you take uh, a toy in Coop Miners uh, if in case the rice deal doesn't get done? I have not yet followed Coop Miners this season. I was obviously a, a really big fan of his when he was at RZ Alkmaar, but I can't say I've watched too much of him since moving to Atalanta. Um, I saw him, you know, he did quite well for the Netherlands recently as well. 10 goals, four assists in 33 games. A good, really good record. 25 years of age, good age, can play DM, can play CM, can play an attacking midfield as well. Scores goals in any of those positions. Um, it's not a bad shout at all, Bebek, to be honest. I think certainly should be someone that's on Arsenal's list as well. Um scrolling down a little bit more where we've gone over the half an hour act but i'm willing to go for a few more questions if we keep throwing them in um let's go to rm says arteta wanted Jorginho in the summer of 2022 before paying Partey's release clause and deadline day and he signed Jorginho in the end in january and as i said earlier on in the show Jorginho kind of made people look a little bit silly with their very scathing opinions of Jorginho, and that transfer ended up looking quite good for us because really we needed to bring in that depth in central midfield. And in the end, Jorginho actually ousted Partey by the end of the campaign from that defensive midfield position because Partey's performances weren't just weren't there. And Jorginho was stepping up. And if we hadn't have signed Jorginho in January after missing out, or not missing out because we weren't ever going to be able to get Rice or Caicedo in January, it turned out. But getting Jorginho turned out to be a really, really good signing uh, for us this end of season. So... Thank goodness. Well pointed out, RM. Good point indeed. Um, Marcus says, player end of the season should be interesting this year. Um, will there be a TGT end of season review? Yeah, I am going to plan on doing... Uh, I am going to plan on doing a, a season review and getting some of your uh, favourites onto the show. We will definitely organise that at some point. So... I look, uh, I look forward to it, very much so. Uh, let's go to Amira, says, Chelsea are pricing their outgoing players at insane prices for another window, but still attract interest for them in the Premier League and abroad. Should we accept that this new market and start matching those prices? I think we are. You know, from the sounds of things, a 90-plus million pound bid is going to be going in for Declan Rice after the UEFA Conference League final. Is that not evidence that we're going in at those level of prices? I think that it is. I think that certainly is evidence. Did we not put close to 100 million euros in for Mudrick? Did we not bid 70 million pounds for a player that had only been in the Premier League for a year and signed for less than 5 million 12 months earlier? Yes, we did. So, Amira, do you not think the evidence is there to suggest that Arsenal are, in fact, bidding those insane prices and getting with the programme and getting with the idea that they're going to have to spend 
very big money if they want those players. Because I think the evidence suggests that that's exactly what Arsenal are doing at the moment. Uh, Mike says, do you think uh, that there is a tactical surprise for the 23-24 coming as there was this year? Almost certainly, Mike. You know, almost certainly we're going to see some ch tactical changes. And this is what I was talking about earlier. You know, the idea that we have to sign someone to bring in to play the Xhaka role, we have to sign somebody to play the Ben White role or the Zinchenko role. You know, we can't always just marry ourselves to the players that we know and love that have been playing in these positions. A player comes in, it's down to the coach, the manager, the team, the colleagues, the players to maximize that player's attributes. And if a player comes in and replaces Granite Xhaka, I don't want them to be Granite Xhaka. I want to be I want them to be the best version of themselves. If that's Caicedo, I want it to become the Caicedo role. If it's Lavia, I want it to be the Lavia role. You know, I don't want the Xhaka role. I want whoever that player is to come in and be the best version of who they are and take that position that they play in and become what we are sure to be our left eight or our right-sided centre-back or our right-back or our right-winger, whoever. You know, I think we get too attached to the Xhaka role and that sort of thing. We need to move away from those taglines. That's that's what's important. Um, a man says, uh, Tom's talking about the unnecessary criticism of Edu all the time, just for the sake of it, completely disregarding the good work he has done. And it happens all the time. You know, there are people out there that would happily sack Edu, which I find... <laughs> Just beyond the realms of sensibility and, and grounded thinking. Um, I don't know who your idea is to bring in, you know, over it. I don't, I don't know. And I don't know your reasoning as to why. And I don't know why what the work has been done that's got us from eighth to fifth to a title challenge in the space of three seasons. I, I can't get my head around it. I, I really, really, really do struggle with that. But at the end of the day... There is never, ever, ever going to be uh, everybody agreeing with the same thing because, A, that's boring, and B, that's humanity. So, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Emil says, what do you think of using Rice in a Stones kind of role? It's difficult, isn't it? Because Stones is a defender playing into midfield, and that's not what Rice is. You'd say that more about, you know, bringing in a defender um, and seeing what they can do if they play into midfield. Again, the, the the Stones role. Stones is John Stones. You know, Pep Guardiola is doing what he's doing with John Stones. You can't sign someone and say, let's use them to, to play that John Stones role. We play somebody in those positions and they are who they are. If they're not John Stones, they are their own player. So it's that's that's kind of the simplistic version of looking at it. Uh, JDB says, uh, Tom, ideally we'd like three squad options filled uh, right back, right centre back and left back in defence. Tommy Asu looks injured for the rest of the year. Um, I don't think that's true on Tommy Asu. I think you're likely to see him more towards the start of the season, hopefully. Um, Tierney's like to be sold. Uh, maybe we go for a Furlan Mendy, a Tapsova, a Fresneda would be ideal. Um, so you're looking at three defenders. I think that's unlikely. I think the likelihood is we bring in maybe two if Tierney leaves. I think if Tierney goes, you'll see hopefully a left-back come in and potentially a right-back slash centre-back. Um, I think what that does is if you sign a right-back, it enables Ben White to become more of the backup to, to Saliba as well. That's also an option for us. Uh, and if Tommy Asu gets back to full fitness as well, that's going to be good. But having surgery is, is always done to try and correct the problem. Um, doesn't always do that, but that's the hope as well. So let's see what happens. Um, let's go to um, <laughs> Green Palace just ignore the idiots. Most aren't what I would describe as idiots. There obviously are some out there, unfortunately, and that's always going to be the way. Um, but most people are not, and they're just critical. And I think are open to discussion, are open to other points of view and are open to changing their minds. That's what we encourage here. We encourage people changing their minds because goodness knows I've done it a million times. So just have an open mind about things. Be open to being proven wrong. You know, if Edu ends up signing Rice or Caicedo, a lot of people I hope are going to go, fair play. Fair play, Edu, for getting that deal done. I hope that they are. I hope the people that I've been, trust me, I've got a good memory for names having been a teacher and had to remember all the registers, uh, I'll be looking out for the people that have been critical of Edu, jumping in and saying, fair play, Edu, you got that one done. Fair play. Um, Neil says, Tom, can you tell us why Arteta didn't put Jorginho in games until the league was lost apart from the Villa game? Uh, let's have a look. Jorginho. Um, 
jolt my memory of the terms of the games that he started. Um, so we threw him into the game against Manchester City at home uh, earlier on this season. Here we go, Arsenal games. So we started against Man City. So that was before Villa. So we didn't throw him in against Villa. He threw him in against Man City because of the Partey situation. Uh, and even when Partey was back fit um, against uh, Leicester, I believe. Oh, sorry, Everton. Uh, he started that. Uh, he started that game as well. Um, he threw him on in the Everton game as well, if you remember that, when he came off the bench in that fixture for Partey, I think it was. Um, and then towards the back end of the season, you know, against that, in that Chelsea game, he started Jorginho in that fixture. Um, did he bench Partey? I'm pretty sure he benched Partey, did he not? Yeah, he did. He benched Partey against Chelsea. We won that game. He then threw him in against Newcastle, again, massive game away from home. Again, pretty sure Partey was on the bench. Was he not in that game? Uh, he was indeed. So he threw him into some pretty, pretty big games, Neil, against Newcastle and Chelsea. So, uh, yeah, certainly did throw him in indeed. Uh, let's go to... Boom, 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 boom. Josh says, Jorginho wasn't consistently good. He had a horrible game against Sporting, for example. Um I mean, that sporting game was terrible for everyone, Josh, to be fair. Everyone was awful in that game. Uh, JDB says, is playing two inverted fullbacks a football kamikaze? You'd expect or rather expose the two centre-backs on the counter. I think that it is. Um, I think that it's very unbalanced, but I might be wrong. I'm not a football coach at the end of the day. What I believe is if you play Zinchenko, you have to have a white type you know, player, a uh, Ben White style player in that right back position um, to balance things or a Tommy Asu type player in that position. Um, equally, that's that's why I didn't really like Partey moving to right back. You know, I would rather have seen, I think, the Xhaka left back thing than the Partey right back thing because I think it imbalanced us somewhat. And that's why the Nottingham Forest game was such a, a terrible example, uh, a really terrible example. Um, Trevor, yeah, I can touch type. So, uh, yeah, it's very, very, very quick indeed. Very fast indeed, Trevor. Uh, Jay says, sell, keep loan. Don't worry, we will be doing one of those. Uh, we will be doing one of those uh, as well at some point in the season. We'll be doing tier lists. We'll be doing lots of different shows with some fantastic guests across the summer window. Um, the season is obviously not over yet. The season finishes this week with the uh, Conference League final and the Champions League final. So and then we've got obviously going on the under-21s. Uh, Euros is going on. So there's still loads of football to come. Um, lots to talk about. Lots to discuss, indeed. Uh, John says, are you less worried about the incoming AFCON this season with only Partey being the key player out but having cover that we're now in a better position? Yeah, and I think that's another great benefit of having, um, you know, the the Jorginho deal done because we've signed Jorginho and there is still interest in signing Declan Rice. You know, there's still an interest in signing um, a player that's going to compete with Partey during the season. But if we lose any players because of the African Cup of Nations, for instance, you know, having Jorginho there is a really good asset. And that's why it was another really smart piece of business for us to do. Uh, Omar says, have my legs recovered from footer yet? They have indeed. Um, I'm thankful that the, I am now fully recovered and I'm going to be getting back to doing some regular exercises, building up the fitness and uh, yeah, making this a little bit slimmer on the old, uh, <laughs> on the old cheekbones. That's the, uh, that's the aim. RM says, if we can recoup 70 million from the sales of Enketa and Balogun, I'd put a bid in for Evan Ferguson on the same day. I'm not sure Evan Ferguson's the right player that I'd go for personally, but uh, each to their own. Uh, Amira says, I was talking about how much we sell players for, Tom, not how much we bid for players in terms of Havertz uh, for more than Kirantini and Xhaka. How much did they buy Havertz for? Hold on, let me have a quick check. Chelsea sign Havertz. Um, £75.8 million. So... If Havertz is going more for more than Kirantini and Xhaka, and Mount is going for around 50 million, um, again, we talked about this before. We talked about Mount. I don't think I need to cover that again. But Havertz was signed for 75 odd million quid. I think Chelsea are looking for somewhere between 40 and 50 million pounds from Real Madrid to sell Havertz. Arsenal are looking to make a profit on Kirantini. So I don't really get that example. Um, because Arsenal would be making a profit on Tierney, whereas Chelsea are making a significant loss on Havertz. 
I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't really understand the point, Amira, because Arsenal would be making a profit, whereas Chelsea are making a loss. So I don't know. Um, let's go to, and as Vezan points out, Mountain is English and much younger than Xhaka as well, which completely makes sense. And also plays as an attacking midfielder and they tend to command a much bigger fee. And we're moving from, you know, being a homegrown player, come through the academy at Chelsea. There's not really a reference point to value as well. And we don't even know how much it's going to go for in the end. So let's wait and see on that one. Uh, Leon says, if Arteta wants Rice and Caicedo, we should be going for both. Are we really going to lose targets to teams who have finished below us and don't have Champions League football after being told that's what players want? I mean, people have told you that players want Champions League football. But as we've discussed, Leon, you know, as if Chelsea come in with a bid, of an eight-year contract of a silly amount of money that's going way above what Arsenal are willing to pay for a player, you know, that's that's always going to have an impact on things. Always going to have an impact on things. Benji says, remember when Kieran Tierney was wanted by Madrid? We should flip that into 50 million. Yeah, that was one story that never went anywhere. <laughs> like That link to Real Madrid disappeared almost as quickly as it appeared. So, I wouldn't be using that as a reference point either. Kofi says, are you worried that the Rice deal will fall through? I'm worried that any deal will fall through, Kofi, to be honest. Um, you know, it's just good sense to expect, not expect, but be prepared for the worst. So I'm always worried that a deal will fall through. Um, a lot of players, sorry, a lot of teams want Declan Rice. So of course I'm going to be worried that another team comes in and signs him. It's just the reality of the transfer market. You can't be expectant that Arsenal will be successful in every single player they go for because the reality is that's not going to happen. Um, so there you go. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time, as always. Do drop a like. It takes you just one quick second to press that like button. I would be very much appreciative if you could indeed do that before you go. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow morning, uh, giving you an update on everything that's happened in the previous 24 hours regarding Arsenal. We'll have more chats, more questions, more discussions there. I'm on with Sophie tonight, actually, I think. Um, so do check out the Highbury squads. Uh, I'll be over there this evening to have a talk about transfers and more. So I look forward to it. Uh, thank you ever so much, everybody that's tuned in. As always, enjoy the start to your week. Uh, smash it, stay safe, stay well. And uh, most importantly, as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.